Hi, friends. Welcome to Race to Rise podcast, a place where we discuss bite-sized wisdom nuggets with easy-to-follow practices to live a better life. I am your host, Mithal Patel, a parenting junkie, Ayurveda enthusiast, and an advocate of conscious living. Last week, I had an amazing opportunity to work with one of my mentors on, you know, how can I serve more parents? How can I, you know, impact more parents and while we were doing the exercises and we had it was a was like a live event five hours a day for three days and it was such an you know it had a momentum and it was it was a great to work with mentor on -on one-on-one as well as you know with the intimate group of entrepreneurs so it was an amazing opportunity while I was working on my assignments and, you know, on my clarity questions and something, it was about the pain points of the parents that I want to work with and whatnot. I, I was doing exercise and I was trying to write the sentence and I was kept on typing and, you know, sharing all my thoughts and why I want to do it, whatnot. And in that one of the exercises, I had a light bulb moment where I actually unmuted myself and I said to, I asked my mentor, can I share something? I just had an aha moment. And she goes like, sure. And I said, uh, because the way I work, it, the way my mind works is like, I have to, if I talk it out and hear myself, it makes more sense to me. And so when I was telling them the aha moment, I didn't realize how important this one piece of information that I neglected, I just didn't pay attention that that's what I'm trying to, you know, share with parents. And so today I want to share that one piece of that aha moment that I had during my conversation with my mentor. And it was about effective communication. Yes, I said, yes, that's the missing link. You know, because I believe that as parents, we have an incredible role, you know, an opportunity, and we have a huge purpose in our life. A meaningful relationship is a parent-child relationship, right? We're here because our kids are watching us and, you know, they're, they're looking up to us. We are the first role model for them. And so it, you know, of course, it, it gives us a huge pressure, but at the same time, it's like, I get to do this, right? It's that it's that feeling that I get to, you know, impact my child. I get to work with the little human being. I get to influence his, you know, his inner world. I get to give him inner voice. And when we look at from that perspective, I get to do this. I get to you know, communicate with my kids, I get to cook for them, I get to drop them to school, I get to, when you change that phrase, it gives us a huge, you know, it gives us a meaning and it gives us a fulfillment. And so, but in all of that, there is this one piece, there is this link, and it's effective communication. If the communication goes wrong, it just takes a huge turn. And so, because we parents have a challenging leadership role, we really need to work on our communication. And so if, and, you know, in general too, like if we talk about just a regular day, let's say not just being a parent, but, you know, 
just in regular day when you work or you know when you go for grocery shopping or when you're out and about with anyone it is about communication right so when we communicate and of course throughout our day we communicate with number of different people right we communicate with our kids we communicate with our partners our colleagues you know our bosses and so on but unfortunately many of our conversations end up badly irrational conflicts often arise and we end up leaving the conversations feeling overlooked or in despair like now tell me i am not alone this happens all the time it's a nature of life cuz you know communication we have to communicate and so how can we communicate effectively and how can we communicate you know with become a ca- compassionate communicator that's what's important so and when when we become compassionate communicator guess what the parenting becomes simpler i wouldn't say it becomes easy but it definitely becomes you know simpler and so we all know that just having conflicts throughout the day because of communication is not the way we want it to be right or nor does it have to be and so avoiding these situations is exactly what today i want to share and i really want to share this concept of non-violent communication that i learned a while ago and you know how can we apply this in our everyday life to maintain and perhaps even improve our relationship not just with our kids but also with our partner or coworkers or parents or anyone in general friends family anyone right so without taking a further ado let's dive in so how we just you know we just looked into it earlier that in society communication is a fundamental building block of everyday life if we want to function well in our relationships we need to learn how to communicate right we need to learn how to communicate effectively and unfortunately we tend to use the language that cuts the flow of communication and even worse sometimes harms us and the person we're speaking with and this happens it's just just inevitable it happens when our words put up walls instead of creating bridges for example calling your child a picky eater for not eating the broccoli that's on a dish right it it's a judgmental statement or it's a judgmental phrase that creates defensiveness but what if instead of naming or you know shaming them how about we look into how can we motivate our child to eat the broccoli or how can we find a solution instead of calling them picky eaters and so i truly believe that our languages you know our our words makes a huge difference the word that you choose so instead of calling them picky eater you may say you know my child is selective of what he wants to eat or what she wants to eat right so it all depends on the words that we're choosing and actually i was shocked when i learned that there was a study that was done at the university of colorado where they studied like random fragments of the world literature from different countries and they looked for words that judged people like good and bad and they found that the countries with more judgmental words in their literature also had a higher number of violent incidents 
And so it was concluded that the cultures that label people as good or bad reinforces the idea that bad individuals deserve punishments and which contributes to violent incidents, right? And of course, in here, in our space, we know that we don't do punishments, right, with our, with our kids. And that's why this is one of my, my things in my house that I've been trying to, you know, teach my kids that there's no such thing as good and bad. Like, the bad, that what society teaches, so like, this is bad, there's no such thing as good or bad. There, there are no two sides. I truly believe and I follow that, you know, spiritually as well. There is no good or bad. It's just the way we look at things, right? We, when we don't understand the other party or, you know, why the person is doing, it just comes out. So we don't need to be judgmental about their choice. It's maybe the circumstances made them make the choice. Maybe something happened. We, we don't know. All we can do is empathize and maybe give a different meaning from our perspective or try to understand what the other person. This is where the true, true human core needs come, like, you know, wanting to be seen, wanting to be heard, and wanting to be understood, right? So that's what everybody's asking. And so I was really shocked to read that study that, you know, it just happens. And that's why... We need to learn to communicate effectively and choose our words, choose our vocabulary carefully with kids specifically, because I truly believe that our like our words becomes their inner world. Yes, again, I'm gonna say this again. As parents, let's remind ourselves that our words becomes our kids' inner worlds. Did I twist my tongue? Anyways, but that's the reality. I truly believe that, you know, the language that we use becomes their inner voice. And so we need to be, we need to be more proactive about what we say, when we say, how we say. And so, and what is that? That is effective communication. And so in order for us to communicate effectively, we're going to have to develop vocabulary, right? And when we choose the words wisely, we also understand and, you know, we, we also identify what's our need as well as what's the other person's need. So, for example, in, that, in the previous example, when, when we said that, you know, when we called a child picky eater, the need of a parent is that, of course, you know, a parent, like, for example, I really want my child to be healthy and so I want my child to pick healthy food. And so I want, I want to make sure that, you know, he is eating his vegetables. Where the, the child's needs could be that he doesn't like it or, you know, it doesn't feel inside. He's not feeling good about the broccoli. Maybe it could be the texture. Maybe it could be, you know, the way it looks. It could be tempting that he just doesn't like that whole green thing and he thinks he's eating a tree. That's what one of that's what my little one called, uh, told me once that I don't want to eat this tree, <laughs> and so it could be that you know of course it could be anything. So understanding our child's need and understanding our need or our wants is what bridges the gap, and we can only bridge this gap if we allow our kids to 
express their needs, express their emotions, right? And of course, expressing emotions is never straightforward, especially when they're negative and it just doesn't come natural to us. And since it doesn't come naturally to us, since it doesn't come natural to us, I'm going to share this one tool that, you know, the powerful method that I learned and it's been it's been working great with, you know, with my kids. It's called nonviolent communication. The main strength of this this approach is that it helps us communicate our feelings clearly. And it does by it does in three steps. By first, by encouraging us to observe objectively. Second, it helps us identify our needs. And third, it helps us communicate compassionately. Let me share it with most with the practical example. For example, if you have a child who is, you know, playing in the living room and they leave their toys after their, you know, after their play and the entire living room is just so messy. And what you have to do is over every day, over and over, like, you know, yell at them to clean them up or, you know, just, just, just scream at them and remind them over and over. And of course, you don't want to do this. So simply use this nonviolent communication strategy. So first, what we're going to do is, because this happens in my house all the time, and so I have tried and tested this, this approach, and it works. So first, what you do is, you start, first you start by simply observing the situation. Yes. Okay, what's happening is, my child is playing, and you know, he's got all the toys out in the living room, and the living room is so messy, and it's not organized. Okay, that's what's happening. Next, try to sense how you're feeling when you observe the situation. So are you scared of your, scared for your child's safety? Or are you angry that you have to repeat yourself over and over? Or are you frustrated that you will have to end up cleaning this? Or what is it? What are you feeling? And once you identify that, you know, once you question yourself and once you identify that, you might realize that you're frustrated and irritated and you now know the need to, you know, identify the needs that emerge from these feelings. For example, the need from the feeling could be that you, your need might be that you like to have an organized living room, an organized, you know, toy baskets. But before you say anything to your child and, you know, before you just abruptly you know, of course, get mad or yell at them. Think about how can you influence your child to help you make your life better, but also without hurting them, without shaming them, without blaming them, right? How can we do this? So when you're ready from an honest and clear and compassionate request, go to them. Initially, what I used to do is I used to write it down that what am I going to say, right? Because sometimes it's just like, it's just so hard. So take a break, observe it, take a break, identify your feelings, identify your needs. And then the third step is you communicate with compassion, right? So how can you make that compassionate request? For example, hey, Anai, when I see your toys in the living room all over, I feel so frustrated because 
I really like to, you know, it hurts my eyes. I like to see everything. I like to see your toys organized. So how can we make this possible? And, you know, just leave it at it. Just wait. What you get in response is going to be magical. So today, I really want you to try this, whether it's the messy living room, messy bedroom, messy kitchen, or whether it's about, you know, not getting them ready on time, not getting up early in the morning now that school's all started and, you know, the new school year, not doing their homework on time, whatever it is. Use these three steps of non-violent communication. So what are these three steps again? First, we're going to observe the situation. Second, we're going to identify our needs. And third, we're going to communicate with compassion. So try it out with your, you know, with your kids at home. You can try this out with your coworker at work, with your boss, with your partner, anyone. Try it out and let me know how you're handling this. DM me on Instagram, message me on Facebook at Rise with Metal. You can email me at risewithmetal at gmail.com. You can simply leave a review on this podcast. I would love, love, love to know how your communications is going and how you are putting this into practice. That's it for this week's episode of Race to Rise. Be sure to sign up to our email list at risewithmetal.com. And join us again next time for more wisdom about life, kids, and everything in between. I am Mithal Patel wishing you happy raising and rising.